listening to Closer Look. I'm Richard Hunt. Convoy of Hope is well known for disaster relief. Things like hurricanes, floods, tornadoes. But the organization has many other facets as well. They help more than 200,000 children in 14 nations through a feeding and nutrition program. There's Women's Empowerment, which offers job training, micro-grants, and educational help. They offer training and encouragement for agriculture workers who face situations that are related to poverty. And there are community events where guests can get free dental and health screenings, groceries, job and career services, even haircuts and family portraits. And that's what we're going to get more on today, firsthand from Jeff Nini, the national spokesman for Convoy of Hope, and then from Michael Redmond, the vice president of community events. Jeff, what are the community events that Convoy of Hope does? When Convoy of Hope comes into an area and, and puts on one of these community events, we bring together the best that a community has to offer. It, it's not all about Convoy of Hope. It's all about us empowering a local community to take care of their own. So when we come in, first thing we do is put together a great team of local churches. And then we get local businesses involved. Sometimes it's uh, local government, law enforcement, the medical community, uh, social agencies across that city or that community. Uh, people that are involved that want to be a part uh, of helping people that are living in poverty. Convoy of Hope provides uh, some of the resources we provide the the expertise and the advice and counseling on how you do an event like this. Uh, and then the rest of it is the lo- really the local church getting together to impact their community. In a typical community event, what happens there? I mean, there'll be people there at five o'clock in the morning getting in line because they want to be among the first to receive some of the benefits that are going to happen that day. Uh, But they'll come in through a gate. First thing that happens is they're welcomed. Uh, One of our philosophies is we want the guests at these events to feel like honored guests in our home. So we don't treat them with pity. We don't treat them with sorrow. We, We try to treat them with respect and like we are glad to see them. We're glad that they came today. We're glad they invested their time. And so they'll come in through the gate. There'll be a kid's zone where there's all sorts of kids games to play. There'll be a tent where social agencies are set up and they might have some uh, job fair in there. They might have uh, some some services for uh, veterans, uh, other agencies that work with uh, people that are living in poverty. It's it's kind of a one-stop shop in that tent where they can find out all that that community has to offer. We have national partnerships with uh, people like the National Breast Cancer Foundation, and they'll be doing uh, screenings for women or teaching women how to uh, how to screen themselves and test themselves and things like that, and uh, and giving them counsel along the way. There's going to be a free lunch where they can go and and have a hot dog or some chips and something to drink or have a chicken sandwich, whatever it might be at that particular event. Uh, there'll be site entertainment where there's music. It's kind of a fun carnival carnival atmosphere. But then the last thing that happens is there's a connection tent. And it's a, a place where they can go and we ask each person that comes through, is there anything we can pray with you about today? And you'd be surprised at the, the really high percentage of people that come through and say, yes, there is something I'd like prayer for. And then they'll go into that tent and we have pre-trained people that will 
say, for example, uh, attend a church that's in that area. We try to connect people with a church that's close to where they live. And then those people will follow up on the guests that they pray for. It's not a once and done kind of a thing. But for us, it's about getting that local church to be involved in people's lives and giving them the tools to do that. Also joining us is Michael Redmond, Vice President of Community Events. It sounds like there's a lot of planning that goes into something like this. Yeah, when we um, when we go into a city, we ask the uh, the leaders of that city that are that have invited us in. We'd like to have nine months to about a year out from the event to really uh, plan, but also build relationships within within that community. Um, but one of the things that makes the outreach is so successful is all the, the front end work where we're building relationships between the church and the government and the businesses within that certain community. Most of the communities that we're going into, even today, uh, church leaders will tell you that, you know, this is one of the first times that we've all come together around the same table for a cause like this. So there's really building that synergy between the churches uh, within that community. How is a community chosen? We really have two strategies. Uh, The first one is we we get quite a few phone calls a year, uh, invitations into cities across uh, the country. And that'll make up about about two-thirds of our events. The other third, we put together a campaign about uh, five years ago where we are targeting the 50 largest metro areas in America. And uh, for those events, we go in and, and with the partners that we've already have established within those cities, we'll start with them and they'll bring the influencers and the leaders of that city together for an initial meeting uh, just to meet us. And we talk through what, um, what could happen as a result of all of us coming together within that metro area But even more than that, just the message of, again, church, government, and business sectors working together uh, to answer the really the cry of, of, of help in these communities. How long has Convoy of Hope been doing this? It's been 25 years of crisscrossing the country, now around the world. Any idea of how many people through these years have actually been helped, been blessed by this? In 2018, we had approximately 96,000 guests that attended one of our 62 community events that happened just that year. Uh, But impact to date, we've had uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 2 million guests that have attended uh, our about 1,200 outreaches now. So, Michael, what would you say the reaction is from the guests who actually come to these community events? Well, they're surprised um, with our principle that we that we're instilling in our volunteers, the guest of honor principle. So when our guests come through the the front gates, even before they come through the front gates, while they're standing in line, we've got volunteers out there that are passing out drinks and and, and donuts. And uh, we're loving on our guests as they're uh, standing in line. And we want them to feel the difference. When they come on site, we want them to know that this is not a handout. This is what we call a hand up. The entire day comes down to connections tent. So when the guest comes on site, there's going to be about 20 different things that services that they can participate in activities. But by the time they get over to the connections tent, 
it really is our desire and it's really done through intentionally done through training is that we're training our volunteers to touch the guest each step of the way find out ways that you can interact with the guest and, and talk with the guest make them feel special and um, we have things built into the site like family portraits and haircuts and manicurist and kid zone carnival area a lot of things where the guests can come in and participate and it makes them feel special by the time they get over to the Connections tent and our volunteers greet them at the Connections tent, they have been loved on by all these volunteers for about two hours. That's why we give credit to the high percentage of guests that say, yes, I want prayer for something. It's because they've, they've been loved on for the last hour and a half, two hours by the church. And that way, when they get over the Connections tent, they feel something different. And uh, I get that response quite a bit across the country is, is our guest will tell us, I don't know what it is here, but I feel, I feel great. I feel happy. Um, I don't feel like you guys are, are uh, making us have to stand in line to receive services. So th- the guests definitely feel the difference. Do the churches generally offer some sort of a follow-up for the people who have been there? That's the reason why we do what we do. And again, it, it all centers around that connections tent. And we pick that word intentionally as we're trying to connect that guest with those local churches. And that's one of the reasons why we want as much time up front uh, before the event so we can train the churches um, in follow-up. We can train them on programs and, and the initiatives they can, that they can do after the outreach event. And we have a director on staff that that's all he does is he travels to the event cities and he's training these pastors uh, through summits getting them ready for the event and using, again, the synergy that has been built around a table of all the churches coming together. Last year, we had the opportunity to pray with over 48,000 guests. For us, that's that's a huge impact number because that's the fruit of all the labor, all the work that's gone into these events. When you can see that impact, 48,000 people prayed with, uh, that that's a huge step. When you are praying with someone who who has been blessed at one of the community events, do you also find that uh, their heart is receptive to to accept Christ as their Savior? Absolutely. And we, we call it a connections tent for for that reason. There's a connection that happens between that guest and that person that's sitting there in a chair and praying with them and talking with them. Those guests come in there and, and when they're asked, they'll open their heart and, and they just pour out what's inside of them, what's going on in their family, what's going on in their life, what they would like prayer for. And then it's, it's a very smooth transition to say, you know, let me ask you this. Where do you stand with Christ? What's your relationship with Jesus right now? And and that that just happens naturally in that relationship time, in that conversation. And, and we've seen thousands of people say, you know what? My relationship's not what it should be. When I was a kid, I went to church and I, I, I knew the Lord. But lately, you know, I became an adult. I've kind of fallen away. And you have, you have thousands of people that recommit their lives to Christ. You have thousands of people that say, you know what? I've never had a relationship with Christ before. But from what I see here, from what I see in you and the people that have been helping us today, I'm interested. Tell me more. We're talking about community events, a special outreach from Convoy of Hope. 
With me is Jeff Nini, the national spokesman for Convoy, and Michael Redman, the vice president of community events. I would imagine that serving others is really rewarding not only for your own team members, but also for, for the people who volunteer to help you in a particular community. You know, it really is. And again, having done this for almost 20 years, I've been in a variety of settings and seen a number of, of responses from our volunteers. And it, and it used to be, hey, we never knew this need existed in our community. And for just the volunteers being on site and experiencing that part of it. But Over the last decade, we've become very intentional in using our outreach event as a catalyst for the guests that, I mean, for the volunteers that volunteer at the event. And that is, you're going to come and you're going to participate in a day of hope. And you're going to see just how easy it is to invest in people's lives long after the event's done. Change in a city comes through loving the city, loving the people in the city, being kind. And that was the greatest commandment that Jesus had to the church was for us to love our neighbor. So we're going in with that message and again, being very intentional with the message to our volunteer that kindness matters. You can just touch one life at a time every single day. And, um, and it, it makes a difference. And, and we're seeing a response from our volunteers of just, it's almost like the light goes on. It's just like, yeah, this is not as hard as I thought it was going to be. It would seem very clear that a lot of prayer goes into this too. How obvious is the guidance of God when you see these things happen? Oh, it's the number one thing. And, and you're right. The, from the very first meeting we have in, in the cities we're going in, we're, we're bathing this thing in prayer. It's not a handout. It, it's, not, it's not even a carnival, although it's very uplifting. It's a very fun atmosphere. But you can feel the love of Christ through the churches and through the volunteers that are there. One of the best places on the whole site is to be inside that connections tent and to see the weights that are lifted off the guest lives when the volunteer sits down with them and talks with them and prays with them. And again, that's just done through really bathing the whole effort in prayer. Is there any particular individual or particular event where a special moment that you saw something happen that's really going to stick with you the rest of your life? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll never forget what happened in in Montgomery, Alabama, about 15 years ago going in. And it was at the height of a lot of racial tension in that area. And, and going in and bringing together the churches of that community was a little bit challenging at first, um, just because of the tension that was that was in the city. And unfortunately, a little bit of it gotten into the church. But I'll never forget the meeting where one of our uh, black pastors stood up and just said, if, if we're ever going to do anything in this city, we've got to come together. And I watched in that one afternoon, the Holy Spirit really do something dynamic in the church. I'll just say the Church of Montgomery. Uh, It was very special. And it was almost like you could feel something break. And kind of fast forward from that meeting up to the night before all of our outreaches, we have what we call a volunteer commissioning rally. So it was at that Friday night rally that the mayor of the city uh, called me to the platform and actually presented me the key to the city. And he said something I'll never forget. He said, Convoy of Hope has unlocked the heart of Montgomery. Just walking through that experience and seeing the dynamics of change that happened as a result of just the church coming together uh, and rallying together to bring hope 
and, and love into the city. That's incredible. Thank you so much. So for someone who's listening to, to this particular interview and they're interested in either taking part as a volunteer, getting their church involved, maybe trying to say, hey, we got a good city here that needs some help. What should they do? One is if they wanted to just send us an email at info at convoyofhope.org and tell us that, you know, hey, we'd like to talk to someone about having a community event in our community. We'll uh, we'll take that uh, email, pass it along to Michael's department, and uh, they will run that down and uh, start trying to sort through all the steps in that. Uh, another thing they could do is talk to their pastor, try to get their church on board. They can start building a coalition uh, with maybe friends that attend other churches, start talking together and dreaming of a way to make it happen and then contact us. Jeff Nini, the national spokesman for Convoy of Hope, and Michael Redman, who's the vice president of community events for Convoy. Guys, we appreciate your help in sharing this particular outreach, and I know you credit God every step of the way. Ah, Richard, it's our pleasure. For a closer look, I'm Richard Hunt.